Welcome to Blissful Hiking Adventures, where we put the bliss into hiking and hiking into the adventure. I'm your host, Loralee Bliss, trail name Blissful. And coming to you having accomplished many trails, both high in altitude and low at sea level. But coming to you really with words of wisdom, experience, and yeah, plenty of lessons I've learned along the way in the hopes that you'll find a blissful hiking adventure in your future and you'll be able to fulfill your hiking dream. Hi, welcome to episode seven, Trip Logistics. This is your host, Blissful from Blissful Hiking Adventures podcast. Happy to be with you and excited because guess what? Pretty soon it's going to be springtime if it doesn't feel like it already. I know as I'm taping this, several places in the U.S. is getting pummeled by snow. Other places like us out here in the East Coast are are having some very warm temperatures, almost feel spring-like, and that means trip participation, trip prepping, trip get ready and get excited. So I'm actually going to be endeavoring to do a major trip coming up very soon on the Arizona Trail. So kind of a new adventure for me, um, heading back out west. I haven't been out west since the Colorado Trail several years back, and that was an altitude. Um, I had to climb over 13,000 feet. Now on the Arizona Trail, there is some altitude you definitely have to do right out of the gate at the um, Arizona-Mexico border at... um, you're going to be heading up to Miller Peak, which is over 9,000 feet. So for me being near, not really a flatlander, but basically only 800 foot elevation living, to climb to over 9,000 feet, probably in snow because Arizona's having their snowiest season yet, of course. (laughs) I'm heading there. Um, You know, you have to get ready. And so... These are the kinds of things I think about as I'm starting to prepare for a hike that's just a few weeks away. So it all began, actually, this Arizona Trail idea started on another trail, and that usually happens to me. I've done a lot of trails, and then as I'm starting or in the middle of a trail, something will spur my interest um, just out of the blue to try something else. So This idea for the Arizona Trail actually came when I was on the Florida Trail. I was on my third route there on the Florida Trail in different sections to complete the trail and um, was actually staying at a little garage area with a heater in it at a campground because it was actually 30 degrees and it was freezing for Florida standards, of course. I mean, you're used to warm temperatures, so anything below freezing at night is kind of a wake-up call that winter is still there. So so I'm kind of huddled there, and there was actually a uh, bookcase full of books, and one of them was the Arizona Trail. And so I took it out and started looking at it and said, Blissful, what are you doing? Are you planning another adventure while you're trying to finish this one? <laughs> but, you know, like all adventures, it starts to sow the seeds. Um The seed for the Florida Trail began on the Appalachian Trail when I was at Laughing Heart Hostel. At that time, long ago, was overseen by a wonderful couple. They're actually um, at Flag Mountain right now on the Pinhoti Trail, but uh, Chuck Norris and Tigger are their trail names. Great trail names. They're great people. 
And they were overseeing the Laughing Heart Hostel. And it was there that they had books about the Florida Trail because they came from Florida. And so suddenly I had the seeds sowing for that trail there on the Appalachian Trail. So it's it's kind of fun that each trail that you do starts to sow a seed for maybe a new adventure down the pike. So this uh, seed planting, though, for the Arizona Trail happened, what we'd say, what, about at least five years ago, I would say, right? So, you know, four to five years in the making. Um, hadn't really thought that much about it, honestly, in the last couple of years because I was recovering from a bad accident a few years back, actually, just as I finished the Florida Trail. And then um, getting on to some other trails of which I've completed since then, the Benton Mackay Trail and also the Pinhoti Trail, which was last year's adventure. So suddenly it started coming onto my radar to get ready for the Arizona Trail. And so that's what I'm doing right now is planning the trip logistics and my gear room that I store all my gear and other um, supplies for hiking is filled right now with all kinds of things for the Arizona Trail. So uh, in order to get ready for this trail, I, as I mentioned in one of my other podcasts on trip planning, which is a really great one, I hope you'll tune into that one too, um, learning from others what to bring. And so I realized after doing several hikes of over 300 miles that sometimes your gear can start to get a little bit worn out. Um, you have to decide, um, you know, what may need replacing. Um, I use a pocket rocket stove for my camping gear. So um, actually cooking, I should say cooking gear is my pocket rocket stove. And um, after many years, um, it just wasn't screwing on to the uh, propane canister correctly and was causing some leaks. And of course, you don't want something leaking because it could explode, right? So that was on my Christmas list is to get a new pocket rocket stove for this journey. Um, I have a little foam pad I put underneath my regular blow-up insulated pad that kind of helps um, the R the R value on that pad helps to increase the warmth ratio value of your pad. And of course, Arizona, you're camping in the desert with all kinds of prickly, pear, prickly, whatever's on the ground. So um, my previous pad had been pretty much torn up from several years of use. So I got myself a new one of those. I replaced my socks. I've been in my Wonderful Darn Tough socks for a long time. I recommend Darn Tough. And of course, they have a lifetime guarantee. But please don't abuse that because I've spent many miles and I can tell mine are getting a little worn thin. And so be a good steward and buy new ones, <laughs> which is what I did. One of them has some happy bears on them. And I call them my rainy day bear socks because whenever I'm out there on the trail, and it's raining out, you need something to kind of uplift your spirits. And so putting on my rainy day bear socks with these smiling bears on them kind of helps lift my mood, you know, to keep going. So now another newer addition I decided to bring this time is an umbrella. So I've never been an umbrella person. My son actually carried an umbrella on the AT and it was fun because he'd walk along with his green umbrella. I actually still have that particular umbrella. Um, it was made by Golight back when they were a company um, long ago. 
And he'd be carrying that umbrella along in the rain. And it was kind of interesting. It weren't very popular. But for some reason, the last couple of years, umbrellas have been making a big uh, headway into uh, hikers' backpacks. So I was on a Pinhoti last year and fell into company with a hiker named, uh, trail named Rubicon. We never know each other's names, by the way, out there on the trail. Rubicon, um, I just called her Ruby, and she was carrying a hiker umbrella, one of these silver jobs. Uh, later in the hike, um, the, the umbrella fell out of her backpack. And the only reason I knew about it is because I was using a hiker app that's called, it's, it's made by Far Out. Um, <laughs> these are interesting little things you, you come to find as a hiker, but the Far Out app gives you nice trail um, maps and guides. Um, and it, I totally recommend it as a, uh, a map app for your phone. And on that map app, you can uh, put in there um, some comments and suggestions, camping suggestions, others. But she had put an entry in there saying she had lost her umbrella. And I just happened to see it as I was checking out where I was on the map app for the Pinhoti Trail. So I said, I'm sure I'm going to find it because I was only a day or two behind her. She was a quick hiker, you know, youth, you know, they can put on the 20 plus miles <laughs> a day, whatever. So sure enough, under one of these really bad blowdowns that happened on the Pinoti, I found her umbrella and um, looked at it and um, thought what an interesting addition um, to a, uh, a hiker setup. So I was kind of glad I got to look at it because it gave me the idea then for the Arizona Trail. So she got her umbrella back, of course, but it gave me an idea that maybe this would be something good for the desert. Um, I wondered if it got hot out there or you needed some shade and there's no shade because um, a cigar or I'm probably going to say wrong cigar, I hope, cactus, the big tall ones, the pipe stem type looking cactus, the big ones. Um, it's going to be hard to kind of try to rest against one of those right in the shade. So I thought having one of those nice umbrellas would be really helpful on the trail. So that was a new addition um, to my gear for logistic wise. And then I decided after that, with all the desert walking, you're going to hit a lot of fine stones and dust and everything to getting a pair of the dirty girl gaiters to keep um, the dust and rocks and other things out of your trail shoes would be a good addition as well. And I've never used the dirty girl gaiters. I've heard about them, but um, they have wonderful designs, um, real fun fun things that can kind of lift your mood like my rainy day bear socks. I think these will be my desert um, apparel for lifting my spirits when I'm out there. And um, they help keep that dust and dirt and debris out of your shoes wearing these little gaiters. So, so that's new too this year. So now of course, Arizona is getting lots of snow. Um, there was of course, worry about water, which doesn't seem to be a problem <laughs> because the mountains are really getting snow. But that means for us hikers that are starting in March, like I plan to, that you're going to be getting a lot of melting and refreezing, which means what on the trail? You know, that means ice. So there's talk now about needing some traction devices for your shoes. So I picked up a pair of Catula micro spikes a long time ago. I actually at one time was planning the PCT hike, you know, Pacific Crest Trail, the trail that runs from lower California all the way up to the Canadian border in Washington state. So 
And I would knew for the Sierras, you would need some type of micro spike. So I'd actually already bought them, but I've never used them. They've been sitting in my closet now for many years <laughs> because that trail actually never got off the ground. Other things in life came up. So um was not able to do that trail at this time. But realize now from what hikers are saying about some icy conditions and things on some of these high peaks out there in Arizona that having micro spikes would be helpful. Now I've used my yak tracks a lot. They kind of are the, uh, the ones that go on your shoes that have a little bit of these, uh, steel coils on the bottom that help give you some traction in snow. But the hikers talk about ice and yak tracks aren't really great with ice unless it's a mushy type of ice. So I realized that the micro spikes, albeit extremely heavy, like close to a pound, which No, <laughs> you're trying to uh, decrease your weight as much as possible. Um, so having to add that in to your um, supplies and everything is really tough. So again, some of those trip logistics that you're having to come up with as you're planning out your new adventures, it's kind of uh, been interesting. So these are some of the new gear additions I've had to make, as well as, of course, the standard gear. I had to replace my tent this year. I've been with my old faithful Big Agnes for a number of years, but after suffering through the Florida sunshine, which, you know, raised some havoc with the, the tent fabric and just totally messed up some of the zippers and other things, I just needed a new tent. So I had to purchase that, and I'd gotten a new sleeping bag last year for my Pinhoti trail hike. Um, so the, you know, as you do these hikes for many years, I've been doing it since 2007. So, um, we're talking what, 16 years, I guess, you know, your gear needs to be replaced. So every time I go out to hike too, I need new trail shoes, unless you're only doing a short, you know, weekender or week long hike, but this is going to be almost a month. I'm going to do just the first half of the Arizona trail um, mid-March to mid-April. And then I plan to return in the fall and do the Grand Canyon heading south. So this would be called in trip logistics, a flip-flop. I'm basically starting at the Southern Terminus and hiking Midway. And then I'll start at the Northern Terminus and hike back to where I get off at the Midway point. So I'm going to be flip-flopping away on the Arizona Trail. And no, I'm not going to walk the desert in flip-flops because that would be a definite death sentence <laughs> to your feet. But going to do this uh, flip-flop um, trail walk seemed to be a good idea. Now it's turning out to um, actually be a great idea because of all the snow. The snow in Arizona, from what I'm hearing, turns everything to mud when it melts, and then you have the mud season out there. On the Appalachian Trail, there's the mud season in Vermont. They ask you to stay off the trail in May, usually is the month, um, so the trails harden up some because all those feet can really raise havoc with erosion. And I think this year, the mud season in Arizona is going to be prolonged and difficult. Um, they're talking about many, many feet of snow still in Grand Canyon at Flagstaff and all those areas. So I think it's going to work out well, although it's expensive. You know, this is part of trip logistics that you have to plan for as far as airline tickets. I'll need two of them, two round trips now instead of one. 
um, you know, how to get to the trailhead, uh, you know, that's going to cost money between having to shuttle or Uber or try to get somebody pick you up and take you there or whatever, um, can, you know, trip logistics, um, can be rather costly, but, uh, it sometimes is necessary depending on weather or depending on your time schedule. So this is what I plan to do though, logistics wise and like that for the upcoming Arizona trail. So, this is just giving you an idea how I get ready for a trail as I'm working through some of these ideas, um, maybe new gear, new things I'm planning. Um, I have my far out app. I have, um, this wonderful group on Facebook, um, for the Arizona trail hikers. It'll be out there this year. Um, all telling us, Hey, try this, try that, um, trail providers, trail angels, that'll take care of you. Um, and I've compiled all that into these, um, sheets, um, not a spreadsheet of course, but just kind of at least giving myself, um, some ideas of who I could call or who I could rely on to help transport, um, maybe into town or at least to some of the airports to and from airports. So, which will be used a lot on this particular trip. So just one other logistic for airline travel that I had to do this year too is is how to take my backpack. Now normally I've taken a suitcase and just just taken my uh backpack as a carry-on, but um a couple hikers suggested a big blue bag from IKEA to just put your backpack into and check it. So I'm going to do that this time. I've actually bought two of them. So I have an extra one to use for the trip home. I'm going to mail that to myself at the last mail drop stop on the trail. And then I'll have something to put the backpack in when I head home. So that's going to be new for me as well. So from somebody that's hiked over 10,000 miles, I'm telling you right now, there's always something new and something interesting to do. And the Arizona trail trip is is looks like it's going to be one of those trips that will be brand new and fascinating for this hiker. So so stay tuned. I'm sure I will bring you some more interesting um, tidbits and everything once I've completed the Arizona Trail, at least part A, and let you know how some of those uh, trip logistics worked out. So thanks for tuning in to Episode 7 here, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Blissful Hiking Adventures podcast. Be sure never to miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast and feel free to also leave a review as I value your opinion. Be sure to check out show notes and other valuable hiking information at blissfulhiking.com, including my hiking adventure series of books, Mountains, Madness, and Miracles, 4,000 Miles Along the Appalachian Trail, and Gators, Guts, and Glory, Adventures Along the Florida Trail both available now. Blissful Hiking Adventures is part of the Whitefire Podcast Network. Visit whitefire.tv slash podcast to find other shows I know you'll love. See you next time.